Saints, it's All Saints Day. Who here wants to be a saint? I think, for in our right minds, we want to be a saint. <laughs> Here's the problem with that. We don't think we can be. And so we don't strive for it. When we think of saints, we think that they are so wholly other than us that who they are as saints, I'm not talking about in heaven now, but the way they lived their lives that got them into heaven and declared them as saints, that that's so far removed from our reality that there's no possible way that we can be saints. And so, we don't strive for it. And it greatly diminishes our Christian life and, and our happiness. And it is greatly diminishing the life of our world. Because we drank the Kool-Aid. We drank the Kool-Aid of the enemy who has come to us with the lie that we are no good. And that we cannot obtain what in fact Jesus Christ teaches us that we can obtain. So we've believed it, so we've lived the lie. And we've suffered because of that. And many others have suffered because of that too. I want you all to close your eyes. Everyone close your eyes. And I want you to think about the qualities of a saint. You know, think about any of the saints that you've known growing up or patron saint or a favorite saint. What qualities do these saints possess that help them to become a saint and to be a saint, to remain a saint? So just take a moment to think about that. Go ahead and open your eyes. I'll ask for volunteers. If I don't get enough, I'll just point you out, so get ready. <laughs> Qualities of a saint. And give me a quality. Good to people. Saints are good to other people. Sure. Yeah. They have usually spiritual gifts that the Lord gives them and then they actually use. Any volunteers? They take time. Yeah. They have a reflective life. They love other people well. Yeah. Courageous. Endurance and determination. Discipline. Trust in God. They love the Lord. Humility. Patience. Joyful. Giving. Compassion. Listen to the Lord's voice, do what it is that He tells Him to do. Helpful. A, never, a sinner that never gives up. 
fearless. These are all, all great answers and all qualities that make a man or a woman a, a saint. And some of the saints have many of these and some of the saints have a few of these that they really, really lived well. What among that you just heard, the qualities of a saint, is unattainable to you? Unsustainable to you? They're all obtainable. And they are all sustainable. So that means that Living a saintly life is possible, is realizable for all of us, which will greatly bless our lives, help us to live more fulfilled lives, happier lives, purposeful lives. The people that we're in a relationship will be blessed by our striving for holiness, and the world will greatly benefit from a lot more saints. But don't just take my word for it. Take Jesus' word. That's why I've got the scriptures in my hands right here. This is Jesus' formula for sainthood right here. It's Matthew 5. It's what we call the Beatitudes. This is what he says. And he begins blessed, and he describes, and he gives a quality. Are the persons who do this, who live this, who have this characteristic, this quality, this attribute to this, their life, who take on this discipline, this way of life. Blessed are the poor in spirit, meaning the people who recognize their need for God. Blessed are they who mourn, like the people who actually mourn their sins. Blessed are the meek, meaning those who are teachable by God. Blessed are they who hunger and thirst for righteousness, a right relationship with God, right relationship with others. Blessed are the merciful. Blessed are the clean of heart, the ones who strive for purity. Blessed are the peacemakers. And blessed are you when you're persecuted and insulted because of your beliefs in God. This is what Jesus says about all of that. Rejoice and be glad. For your reward will be great in heaven. It's interesting that the word blessed in the language of the scriptures also translates as happy. Happy are you when you strive for righteousness or when you recognize your need for God. Another translation of blessed is holy are you. Blessed and holy are very similar, right? In fact, even in the language of the church, when a person is on their way to be canonized a saint, they're first called blessed, and then they're called saint. They're very similar. So blessed are you, happy are you, holy are you, Jesus is saying. When you are all these things and the Beatitudes. And what does he say? There, yours is the kingdom of God. You're going to be comforted. You're going to inherit the land. You're going to be satisfied. You're going to be shown mercy. You're going to see God. You're going to be called children of God. Yours is the kingdom of heaven. And great will be your reward in heaven. 
out of the lips of our Savior himself. The Beatitudes. He's teaching us that these qualities of beatitude, of blessedness, are available to all of us. Why would he teach us this and call us to this life if it were unattainable? He wouldn't. And so that's precisely the reason why he teaches us this. Because it is realizable that we can live a life where we realize we need God and then we pursue that. Where we realize we need his mercy so we're merciful to others. So we're open to God's mercy. And on it goes with each one of the Beatitudes. Maybe that's the reason why too. Year after year, we celebrate this great feast day of all saints. So we can remember who the saints are. So we can live, as one of you said, a reflective life. We can remember that there are saints who have gone before us. Like we hear in our first reading for the book of Revelation when John is peering into the heavenly throne room and he sees myriads upon myriads upon myriads of people who are dressed in white. And they're described, they're dressed in white because they've washed themselves in the blood of the Lamb. Meaning they've lived a life open to God's forgiveness and his mercy and his love and his life and his grace and his blessings. Rather than live for the things of this world. And these are the ones who also carry a palm branch. And this is a biblical sign of victory. That they've, they've, run, they've run the race and they've, and they've won the crown. they crossed the finish line. And they are celebrating in heaven. And praising God to the one who has saved them. Who doesn't want that? We all want that. But here's the deal. Not just at the end of the life Jesus is saying this to us. Yes, we'll get the reward for living that life. But then we get a reward for living that life right now. And everyone we love also shares in that blessedness. When we live a blessed life, when we strive for holiness, and when we know that joy and live that life in that peace, everyone else benefits. And then we could change the world. We could certainly change our marriages, change our children and grandchildren, change our parish and our school and our community. That's the power of a saint. And it is available to all of us. Here's one last thought. We're also gathered here today on this evening and we're remembering our dead. And we all have lost loved ones. The many who have persisted in this evening who have lost a loved one this year and many of us up and down our lives have lost people important to us. We're here to pray for them because we know as part of our faith that Jesus has revealed that part of that journey between this life and the blessedness of heaven is the blessed opportunity for God to purify us. And so we pray for those who are in that state of becoming pure. 
And only so that when they get into heaven, they can all the more sing the praises of God because they had a moment, a state of life, a period, a transition between now and the life of heaven where they are reflective. But reflective with the light of God shining upon them. And they get to see all their sins and how it's hurt them and hurt others. And so when they go into heaven, there is nothing that keeps them from loving God fully. Because God showed them all that. And they can love God even more fully because God has shown them what it is that he's rescued them from. First of all, themselves. Let alone their sins. And we're all sinners. And my last thought is this, is that we don't have to wait until we go through that state of purgation, of purity, to live a reflective life. We can live that life now. We can become more aware, first of all, of our sins, but then secondly, of our Savior. And we can be free of these things that just, they, they simply bring us unhappiness. They promise one thing and they lie to us because they don't deliver on what they can never deliver on, what only God can give us. A sustainable joy and peace and an abiding love and life. We can have that now. We pray for our loved ones as we gather tonight, as they go through that state of purity. And we rejoice with God if they're with them right now. And if they are with them, then we know they're praying for us. We're here this evening praying for them. If they're with God, then they're praying for us. And I love that scene in the book of Revelation of this, this, this myriads upon myriads of those who are just praising God because God has saved them and opened up to them an eternity of life, an endless revelation of who God is and the depths of who God is will be inexhaustible to them and to us one day. And I often... When I think of that image, I think of like this, this big stadium. And all of the saints are in the stands. And you and I are on the field. And we're engaged in the battle for our souls and the souls of our loved ones and the souls of this world, the souls of our nation. And they're up there cheering us on. They're up there encouraging us. They're up there as witnesses, giving us hope and saying, don't give up, persevere, endure, fight the good fight, run the race, it's worth it all. And they're praying for us. That where they are, we one day will be with them. And that's why we're here this evening. And where our loved ones are, we hope one day to be with them who are with God forever. So let's not wait until that day. Let's be with God forever. Now and tomorrow and next year until we take our final breath 
And until that day when God fills us with the fullness of his breath.